From the Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here's your host, Jim Manfredonia. Well, a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia. As always, a great joy to be here with you as we come together. We're so blessed to be able to come together this way every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, live at 4 o'clock. And then uh, the program repeats uh, 10 o'clock each of those nights. And I'm praying, my friend, you're having a blessed, happy, and holy April 21st, um, weathering the storms out there, right? Some thunder and lightning and wind and rain and hail (laughs) coming through. There was, I, I think there was a tornado warning in Manhattan. Um, hmm. Very, very strange, right? Considering everything else we're dealing with. But we, you know, I, I received two uh, cards today in the mail. Uh, lovely, lovely notes from two of our family, of members of our, our domestic church media family of listeners um, who thanked me. And, and I thank God. It's, you know, I'm just the conduit. Um for you know being here number one and what a great blessing it is uh, for us to be able to be doing this that we can come together you know although not in the same room with each other uh, separated by many 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 miles thousands of miles in some cases but being able to 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 come together and share uh, in the joy of our faith and, and the compassion of Jesus the love of our Lord um, and the peace that he brings, you know, I mean, and all the stuff that's going on out there, um, I'm, I'm so honored and humbled that we can come to you this way and help you to calm things down a little bit, you know, to get rid of that anxiety, the worry, the fears, the panic that uh, so much of the media wants you to enter into. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, man, I, I, we watch, you know, we watch every day, we watch a little bit in the evening. But I can't watch much of it anymore. Um, we have to turn back to God. That's bottom line in all this. So I'm happy you're here. And today what I thought I would do, as I, I shared with you last week, we'll do this throughout the Easter season uh, to pray, of course. But then we will uh, read um, today's Acts of the Apostles from, from Holy Mass. And uh, Holy Father did give a reflection on that today in his teaching, The Holy Spirit Heals Divisions caused by money, vanity, and gossip. So we'll uh, see what the Holy Father had to say in his homily this morning from the Casa Santa Marta over in the Vatican. Uh, And then, I don't know if you're familiar, if you're an EWTN fan, which I'm sure most of you are, but I'm talking probably 25 years ago, because Mother Angelica had this priest on her program um, and that's where we first saw him. And it probably was, my goodness, 1998, 99. So that's, that's, that's a long time ago, right? Um, maybe even a little earlier than that. But Father Stephen Shire, uh, he was a, 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 a big man, uh, used to wear the blue um, uh, uh, habit. Um, and he had a story of great conversion in his priesthood. You might recall he he would and he, a story where he was in a very very tragic, a car accident. 
and had this um, experience of going before the judgment seat of our Lord and um, having to face in the judgment that he would be going to hell, although he was uh, saved by Blessed Mother. And Anyway, if you're familiar with that story, sadly, Father Stephen passed away um, recently, within the past couple of days. So I was just kind of doing some research, because Cheryl and I had the, the uh, opportunity many years ago, we were, did a conference over in Philadelphia where he was one of the main speakers. So we got to, to meet him and, and just uh, be in his presence and hear his story live, which is beautiful. Um, but as I was doing some searching earlier today, when I found out that he had passed away, I found a, an interview that he did um, where he was talking about the state of the church. And this is maybe three or four, five years ago. And I just thought I would share that with you as well today. So anyway, let's, let's first pray. And uh, wherever you are, my brothers and sisters, however you're listening, of course, all of our um, network of domestic church media radio stations here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, but also streaming live on our, uh, on our uh, homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org, also streaming live video there right now at domesticchurchmedia.org. Streaming live video on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia. Streaming live video on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia. And all the other audio platforms available to us. I hope you've downloaded the free Domestic Church Media mobile app. It's great. has a lot of great stuff on it. Um, and uh, also streaming live on the Amazon Echo and Google Home speaker devices, all you have to do is say, play domestic church media. Let's pray, and uh, I'm going to go back to praying the prayer that Holy Father Pope Francis gave us, uh, the prayer to protect us from um, COVID-19, and then we'll pray the other prayers that he has asked the church to pray every day, the prayer to St. Michael and the prayer to our Blessed Mother. So let's begin, my friends, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of all people, of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that, as you did at Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And as we do every day, because our Holy Father asks us to pray these prayers every day to protect the church from the attacks of the devil, we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities. 
but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And, you know, I'm going to ask you too now, my friends, if you would with me pray a special prayer. Um, I was on the phone earlier today with uh, our friend Brian Middleton, and as you know, Brian and Susan, his wife, are members of the Domestic Church Media Board of Directors, have been really from the very, very beginning with Cheryl and me and uh, his, their daughter, uh, Maria, who's 17 years old, uh, a beautiful young woman who uh, was diagnosed with uh, a tumor on her brainstem, greatly suffering, as is the whole family. Uh, Maria, a great, great young woman of God, uh, understanding and trying to understand uh, the whole situation, but has a great love for the Lord. And uh, I asked Brian, I called him uh, today, and her her condition is deteriorating. Um, and we're praying for God's will. We're praying for the miracle. You know, we're going to pray for that miracle. Um, but I just ask you please to join. Let's go to our Blessed Mother right now because uh, Maria has, a, and the whole family has a, a great devotion to uh, Blessed Mother. And we'll pray a Hail Mary. And I remember one time, uh, dear friend, priest friends of ours said, you know, a very fervent single Hail Mary is worth more than than hundreds of, you know, rosaries. <laughs> if you're praying it fervently and sincerely and, and, and from the heart. So let's go to our Blessed Mother right now and place Maria and her family in Blessed Mother's loving arms and wrap that beautiful mantle around the family to comfort them to give them strength and courage, and to continue as under the title of Our Lady of Hope, to give them continued hope in this situation. So we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you, friends. And we'll keep you posted on that situation. Um, uh, Maria is, uh, again, a beautiful young woman and, and suffering, suffering uh, right now. And we just, and so is the family, emotionally, obviously. So keep, keep them all in your prayers. Um, okay, so let's see. Uh, let's. Oh, I want to go to the, the today's first reading because I love the Acts of the Apostles, and uh, I think that our church. And I was reading an article earlier again today, um, while the storm was blowing through. Uh, how there's a there was a, a priest out in um, I think Ohio, who's saying, you know, are we getting ready and prepared for when things get back to normal, when the churches are opened again? How are we going to catechize and evangelize our people? Because I think there's two schools of thought here, you know. People are getting very comfortable sitting home in their easy chair drinking a cup of coffee while they watch Mass on their laptop. And we know, and I think that even the Holy Father said, there was a, he warned us to be careful of online Masses becoming that. It doesn't replace and never will replace where we need to be in the church. When Masses are, are, be able, are able to be uh, celebrated again publicly, that we are to come back to the building and to, to celebrate in community. And it kind of goes to, speaks to today's first reading. So let's do this, the, the reading first, the Acts of the Apostles. This is from 
Acts uh, chapter 4, verses 32 to 37. The community of believers was of one heart and mind, and no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they had everything in common. With great power, the apostles bore witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great favor was accorded them all. There was no needy person among them, for those who owned property or houses would sell them, bring the proceeds of the sale, and put them at the feet of the apostles. And they were distributed to each according to need. Thus Joseph, also named the Apostle Barnabas, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite, a Cypriot by birth, sold a piece of property that he owned, then brought the money and put it at the feet of the apostles. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> you know, being in the in the business I'm in, uh, living, you know, at the generosity of you, our family. And again, thanks to all of you who are uh, sending in donations and supporting us. As you know, you know, we 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 had to postpone our our spring radiothon. We certainly felt it was uh, not appropriate. To have the Radiothon uh, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And I don't know how far back we're going to push it because, you know, we're still basically in quarantine. And uh, I don't know, I, I, I forget what uh, the governor of New Jersey said, but the, gov- the governor of Pennsylvania, where we live, um, has now pushed the, the, the opening date up to back to May 8th. It was supposed to be uh, April 30th. Now it's May 8th. Um, so anyway, we need you. <laughs> and I, I see today's readings and I think, hey, yeah, that's a great idea, you know, um, people, because there are people, you know, who are not, have not been affected by uh, unemployment or, or, you know, lack of work. Uh, and people are still employed and, 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 you know, earning their normal living and things. So uh, I appreciate all of you and those of you, too, uh, who are even in the midst of all of this sacrificing. And again, I, I very, very. Um, humbled by uh, the couple of uh, notes I received today from from listeners uh, who appreciate what we do here and all of you who are uh, being so generous. So when I read about the early church and I read about the community of believers uh, doing what they did to, you know, support the church, um, I appreciate all that you do for us here to support domestic church media. But what's, you know, when we first read the, the first... Um, line of, of, of today's first reading, the community of believers was of one heart and mind. Now, when we come back from all of this and we uh, gather again in our churches, will we be of one heart and mind? And one of the things that still disturbs me, I still see it. I get articles sent to me. I people, you know, I'm on somebody's list here or there, and I, I see the, the continued attempts in, to divide the church. And you read today's gospel, and I, you know, you think about to the, to the first century church, and of course we know it was by the power of the Holy Spirit that the church grew so rapidly. But it was also the, the attitude of those first disciples. They were of one heart and one mind. They worked for each other. They loved each other. People who were 
uh, on the outside looking in at that first century church. We read in Scripture saying, see how they love each other. We're all very dispersed right now, you know, and as I've said, and, and this was kind of came to me as I was sitting in, in, in our, when Cheryl and I on Easter Sunday, uh, we were here in the chapel listening to um, the Easter Sunday Mass, and what we do is we, we come to the chapel, we uh, the, the, uh, listen to, you know, the, our station where the Masses are being broadcast, piped through our speakers there in the, in the chapel, and we light the candles on the altar, and we, you know, the Blessed Sacrament is there in the tabernacle, so we... We participate in the Mass that way. It's as close as we can get. <laughs> um, but as I was sitting there in our chapel on Easter Sunday morning, and then from there we went back home and had our, our Easter Easter barbecue dinner, <laughs> uh, I was thinking about that. And just it was to think, you know, most neighborhoods uh, or areas, you have a centralized church somewhere or a you know, a church within five miles of your house in this part of the country, anyway, uh, where everybody everybody would go. And, and but now, the churches, you know, in Diocese of Trenton, the church doors are locked. But we have all these little domestic churches scattered about all over the place, just like that first century, just like the the, the first disciples. Can can we take something from these readings that we're hearing as we do every Easter? at our daily Mass about the first century church to see what they did, how they did it, how they responded to the Holy Spirit, because we know the Holy Spirit was the impetus behind it, but it was the people who responded to the power of the Spirit that allowed that church to grow so rapidly because they were bold in their faith. They weren't afraid. You know, they, they were facing, they, they, especially the apostles knew, saw what happened to Jesus. But now, having uh, resurrected from the dead and before he ascended into heaven, was, was among them, alive. And they saw that as well, which emboldened them and said, look, this is, this, is, this is Jesus the Christ, and we are now to, and he gave us the power and the authority in his church to bring the good news out into the whole world. And you know, I mean, we are so—I sit here in this studio, and I say it often, I know, but I'm always very, very humbled by the fact that the Lord is allowing us to do this. That I, I'm the only one in this—well, Jesus is here. He's across the hallway in the tabernacle, but I'm the only one in the building. And I come into the studio here, and I turn on all the equipment and cameras and, and get sit behind the board, brand beautiful brand-new board that— uh, one of our board members b- bought for us this year, and I, I, I hear the theme, and I, I hit the, the on the mic button, and I know that my voice is being broadcast around the world on all different types of platforms. And I say that in humility because I, I, it's very, very humbling. But I think it's because of you, just like those first century disciples who give, who allow us to turn on the equipment, to pay the electric bill, to pay the the insurance, to do all the things we have to pay for, to get that word out there, heeding our Lord's words to go out into the whole world. And it's very, very humbling, but I'm just in awe, especially as I sit across the 
the hallway here into our beautiful little chapel in front of the tabernacle. And, and you know, my brothers and sisters, again, none of this happens without you. So like that first century uh, church, that's why it grew, because people were, it wasn't about themselves, it was about each other. And I thank you for allowing us to be doing what we're doing here. Now, let me go quick, because I, I, I want to go to the Holy Father's uh, homily from this morning based on this reading, uh, where Pope Francis this morning said, the Holy Spirit can help Christians overcome the three temptations that destroy community. So let's think about our, our parish family. Let's think about our immediate family, our, our, our blood family, and our neighborhood family, or our work family. The Holy Father noted that money, vanity, and idle chatter have divided believers since the early days of Christianity. Money, vanity, and idle chatter. And he said, but the Holy Spirit always comes with the, his strength to save us from the worldliness of money, vanity, and idle chatter, because the Spirit is not the world. He is against the world. He is capable of doing these miracles, these great things, Pope Francis said. Then he reflected on today's gospel, which Jesus tells Nicodemus that he must be born from above. The Holy Father said we are reborn through the Holy Spirit rather than by our own efforts. Pope Francis taught this morning, our docility opens the doors to the Holy Spirit. It is he who makes the change, the transformation, this rebirth from above. It is Jesus' promise to send the Holy Spirit. Pope Francis said the Holy Spirit is capable of doing wonders, things that we cannot even think about. And you think about all uh, where we are right now, my friends. Everybody has the fix, you know. Uh, sadly, it's all through a, a worldly prism. You know, the, our, our, we always hear about people referring to our leaders, you know, our leaders, our leaders. Uh, you know, this country has a government of, by, and for the people. Those who say they are our leaders, they're really our servants, <laughs> aren't they? I think some of the things that are being done, they make no sense to me, and I, again, Follow the guidelines. I'm saying to you, follow the government guidelines. Stay safe. But a lot of what I see makes absolutely no sense. Dentist offices are closed because they're, quote-unquote, non-essential, but abortion clinics are open. What kind of sense is that? You see, all that we're seeing here is of the world. And Holy Father said that the Holy Spirit, who is capable of working wonders, can do things we can't even think about. So you want you want this, this virus to go away? Don't you think God, just by willing it, would make that thing vanish from the planet? Why it's happening, how it's happening... You know, we can all uh, have our own uh, ideas about why, why God is allowing it. 
let's go back to the Holy Father. I'm sorry, I'm kind of going off on a different turn here. Uh, Holy Father said it is true that immediately after this problem, uh, immediately after this, I'm sorry, let me, I skipped a paragraph there. Oops, sorry, 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 sorry. Um, the Holy Father turned to this particular reading I just shared with you, which describes the harmony among the first Christians. This description was no fantasy, Pope Francis said, but rather a model for today's church. He said, it is true that immediately after this problem, uh, problems will begin, but the Lord shows us how far we can go if we are open to the Holy Spirit, if we are docile. In this community, there is harmony. You know, one of the great weapons of the devil is, is division. He loves us to be divided, whether it be our family, our workplace, our parishes. The Holy Father said many things divided parishes, dioceses, communities of priests, men and women religious. He identified three major temptations, money, vanity, and idle chatter. And think about the own divisions we all experience, whether it be in our family or our workplace or our parishes. Pope Francis said money divides the community. For this reason, poverty is the mother of community. Poverty is the wall that guards the community. Money divides, even in families. How many families ended up divided by an inheritance, Pope Francis said. You hear about that all the time, right? People, you know, rubbing their hands together on that. Can't wait to get their hands on that inheritance and how it can divide. He also said another thing that divides a community is vanity, that desire to feel better than others. Thank you, Lord, I am not like the others. The Pharisees' prayer, Pope Francis said. Vanity could be seen at the celebration of sacraments, the, the Holy Father said, with people vying to wear the best clothes. Vanity enters there, too, and vanity, divi vanity divides, Pope Francis said, because vanity leads you to be a peacock, and where there is a peacock, there is division always. And third, Holy Father said, the third thing that divides a community is idle chatter. It's not the first time I've said it, but it's a reality, Pope Francis said. That thing that the devil puts in us like a need to talk about others. What a good person that is. Yes, yes, yes. But immediately the but, it's a stone to disqualify, to disqualify the others. Have you been the perpetrator of idle chatter? Have you been the victim of idle chatter, of gossip, of detraction, of calumny? These are, these are horrible sins. Holy Father said, yet with the Holy Spirit, we are able to resist all three temptations. Let us ask the Lord this docility to the Spirit so that he may transform us and transform our communities, our parish, our diocese, our religious communities, our families, transform them so that we may always move forward in the harmony that Jesus wants for the Christian community. And we're all scattered out now, you know, we're, we're not able to gather, to meet together, to, uh, to come uh, together in, in this, uh, with our parish family. We're all now isolated, which is, you know, in a, in a sense, as I've been saying, I think it has great fruit that the Lord has put us all in our domestic churches with those people in this world, in this life, who mean the most to us, with whom we are closest. There's something to be said for that. And I hope we're all taking advantage of it. The time that we have together in our homes, in our little little churches, our domestic churches, where the, the, the gospel can radiate and prayer can, 
can can fill uh, every hallway and room of uh, under those roofs of those little beautiful little churches that we're we're finding ourselves in. You see, this is how the devil can't stand it. If we allow ourselves to get caught up in the in the you know I, I, I'm I'm you know getting my cabin fever I can't stand this and we start to allow our, the angst to build up instead looking within our homes in our churches and saying this is this is our domestic church this it's a place of peace it's a place of love it's a place of prayer where two or more are gathered well Jesus is there with us how about that call upon the Holy Spirit to build and, and unite. And you know, we're, uh, one thing that we're hearing uh, uh, a lot of, I'm sure you are as well, people reaching out to, to other, other people with whom they've been, uh, um, you know, in, in separated through arguments, fights, you know, misunderstandings, whatever the situation is, and reaching out and hoping to reconcile in one way or another. That's a, that's a, that's a great action of the Holy Spirit there. Because Mother Angelica, I remember she was used to teach about us, uh, about people who, when they get to heaven, being surprised about someone who's there who I couldn't talk with while I was on earth, but now I have to be in heaven with them. <laughs> be aware of that. Let's let's reconcile before we get there, right? We have to spend a lot of purgatory time reconciling before we get into into heaven. But Holy Father said that this is, you know, ask the Lord to be docile to the Holy Spirit, to transform us transform our lives, our communities, our families, and as we enter back into uh, the parish uh, family life uh, there as well. Okay, let me take a break. When I come back, I want to talk about, uh, God rest his soul, Father Stephen Shire, uh, who recently passed away, but an interview he did, and he had a great himself conversion uh, as a result of a very, very tragic accident in his life. So we'll do that in in a little bit. Don't go away. More to come on Come to Me. What's your name? My name is Becky. I'm from Wisconsin. I was away from the church for over 20 years, ah. and through the grace of God, have come back now. Thank you, Jesus, welcome home. Hello. Hello. Where are you from? Florida. Good. And what's your question? Well, I have this wonderful gift that God gave me, and that's my sister. Mornings with Mother Angelica. There's none better. Weekdays at 10, right here, where you are, family. Domestic Church Catholic Radio. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope, on these domestic church media stations.
60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Turn over the pages of sacred scripture. What do you find? You find a record of men to whom God has spoken. And you'll also find a record of men who listened to him. In other words, scripture is fulfilled in concrete living dialogues. Now, men do not always want that dialogue with God. At one time, they desire it. At another time, they fear it. Adam was afraid when God called him in the garden. Cain was afraid when God spoke to him. Moses was afraid before the burning bush. When you and I have a dialogue with God, what makes it up? One thing that makes it up is, first of all, a consciousness of our own sin. And the other is the voice of God urging us to confess it, to seek his mercy. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go to goodshop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit goodshop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's goodshop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. Goodshop.com. From Bristol to Browns Mills. Shrewsbury to Solbury. Atlantic Highlands to Allentown. Ocean Grove to Oxford Valley. From Lawrenceville to Leonardo. Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. Well, welcome back on this April 21st. Now, you know, I'm in the studio here. I don't have any windows. I can't see the outside world. I know when I came in uh, to the studio, it was uh, windy and raining, and I heard the emergency announcement come over the radio, uh, tornado warnings in Manhattan, all kinds of crazy stuff. So hoping it's calmed down a bit. I know tomorrow is supposed to be a nice day, so uh, I have to get Jim's lawn service over here to mow the lawn. <laughs> That's, I'll put my lawn service hat on tomorrow. Uh, you know, if, 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 a few years ago... Uh, our good friend Gary, uh, who's done so much for us here at the Apostolate, um, bought for us a, a, a tractor, a, a, a lawn mowing tractor. This is one of those zero turn things where you use the bars. And uh, so, because we were paying a lot of money every, you know, a couple of weeks to have somebody come in and cut the lawn, and Gary, out of the goodness of his heart, bought us a tractor. And now I do it. I get a lot of relaxation on that tractor. We have a lot of property here, so it's supposed to be nice tomorrow. I'll give our lawn the first trim tomorrow. First 2020 trim. 2020 trim. The first 2020 trim. Also, my friends, again, I'm going to talk about Father Stephen Shire. God rest his soul. He, he passed away recently. Uh, Mother Angelica had him on her program many years ago where he told a story of his conversion. I'm going to share that with you. And then um, in, um, I believe this is 2008, 2015, 
He did an interview reflecting on some of that with some questions about the church today. I, I want to share that with you. Uh, before we do that, though, uh, again, just to first of all, thank you all who are continuing to support the apostolate. <laughs> you know, one of the great fears when we get into a situation like this where uh, people become unemployed and jobs go away and businesses shut down, it certainly has an effect on nonprofits, and that's what we are. Um, I was talking to, to Tammy today, our, our lovely bookkeeper, and we were going over some numbers and things and trying to decide what the best course of action going forward is. As, as you know, we put off, we postponed our, our radio thing. We didn't cancel it. It's just on hold right now because we don't want to have it, uh, you know, when things are still crazy, and they are crazy right now. So we're, we're praying about that. But um, we do still need you. Our bills are still coming in. You know, we still have all of our normal uh, expenses every month. It costs about $25,000 a month to operate domestic church media. That includes our four stations and everything, about 25000 a month. But we don't get that from anywhere else but you, our family of listeners and viewers. So, again, thanks to all of you who are continuing to support us. I got a, a couple of new do- uh, donors today, people who have never donated before, and they're new on our list. So the, hopefully we're getting more listeners out there. One, one lovely person wrote a little note to us and said that she's sharing information with all of her friends about tuning in to domestic church media and listening. You know, I'm praying you get away from the TV and the social media. There's a lot of junk out there and and, uh, a lot of fear-mongering. Stay away from that. You know, Jesus said, don't be afraid. We we, we have the Lord. We have Jesus. We have nothing to fear. And, you know, bottom line in all this is we're all headed for the same exit ramp at one point or another. There's going to come a time in our lives where we're, 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 we're heading out of here and we're going home to the Lord. Just put all your trust and faith in him. Don't be afraid. And I'm hoping that when you listen to our station, no matter how you listen or watch, that you are gaining some some consolation and comfort uh, from this. Um, I try to be calm. <laughs> when I first got into this many, many years ago, I don't know if she's listening, but my sister, Janet, who listens uh, a lot and volunteers here. But I, when I first started many years ago on the station uh, down in Camden, New Jersey, uh, Janet would tell me that my voice was very calming and she would fall asleep during my programs, which was a compliment, I th- <laughs> in a sense, I suppose. Um, anyway, let's let's just be calm. Let's rest in the Lord. Jesus is with us. He's not going to, you know, we have nothing to be afraid of. He's here. Uh, you know, as far as the government goes and the guidelines, follow all that stuff. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And help us out. So what you can do is you can go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, click on the Donate Now button and make a donation of your choice. Do that way. If you have our mobile app, there's a Donate button on the app. It takes you again to our uh, processing page where you can you can decide what amount you want to donate. Um, you can also write to me here at uh, Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509. That's P.O. Box 7509. Trenton, 08628. So Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. If you have benefited from anything you hear on these stations, uh, I ask you please, in, in, in a way to thank God that we're here, please support us because it doesn't happen any other way. We get no diocesan money. We get no money from EWTN. Uh, you know, so we count on you, our family of listeners. We are a, 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 a lay apostolate. We're not, a, we're not affiliated, we're not an arm of the diocese. We're, we're 
independent. We're a Catholic organization in good standing. We have our letter of suitability from the bishop, but we're not an arm of the diocese. We are independent. We are in the sense that we are a Catholic lay apostolate. So we count on you. We need you to help us, especially during these these days. You know, it's it's become uh, uncertain times. Yeah, but again, thanks to all of you who have been and continue to support us. We appreciate that. So, uh, and one thing I thought of too, you know, the stimulus checks are, are being deposited into your accounts and those of you who are eligible for them. And some of you may be eligible, but don't really need it. So maybe you want to make a charitable donation. Why not? We'll accept it. Don't give it back to the government. Help us out. That would be a big help too. So the address is Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509. Trenton, 08628. Okay, Father Stephen Shire should have died on October 18, 1985, in a car collision while traveling back to his parish in the Diocese of Wichita. He suffered a major concussion, fractured vertebrae of the neck. Doctors gave him a little chance to survive, but he did. Shortly after returning to his parish, as he read the Gospel of Luke about the unproductive fig tree... Father Shire, the page illuminated, enlarged, and moved toward him from the lectionary. He was very shaken after celebrating Mass, and then he remembered that after his accident, he found himself before the judgment seat of Jesus. He, remember, he won our mother's, uh, Mother Angelica's program and told the story, and then since then, and then I believe that was probably 19, I, I'm going to say 96, maybe, 95, 96, so 25 years ago. Then he went on. He was able to speak, but he, he would tell this story. Our Lord went through his whole life with him, showing him his sins unconfessed and unforgiven since his last confession. Father Shire could only answer, yes, Lord. He was a priest, but he admittedly was not very spiritual and had practically no prayer life. The judgment was hell to which Father Shire agreed. You know, one thing we, we learn as part of our teaching, we know people will say, oh, God's going to send that person to hell or God's going to send this person to hell. God doesn't send any person to hell. The soul chooses to go there. So he couldn't, in, in the enlightenment of his, uh, his uh, being in front of the Lord, uh, the judgment seat, when the... Um, um, Judgment was hell. His only answer was, yes, Lord. He agreed. He said that the Lord was merely honoring his choice. This is Father Shire's own words, that, that the Lord was honoring his choice to go to hell. But then he heard a woman's voice pleading to spare his soul. And Father Shire said he knew right away it was the Blessed Mother. He heard Jesus say, Mother, he's been a priest for 12 years for himself and not for me, and let him, reap, let him reap the punishment he deserves. Our Lady responded, But son, what if we gave him special graces and strengths and then see if he bears fruit? If not, your will be done. And Jesus said, Mother, he's yours. So this is what F Father Shire heard. And again, he was in this horrible, horrific accident where he, the doctors gave him no chance to live, so he obviously, his soul entered into a, a, a different state of being at this point. 
And then he would, again, he said, since then, he has been Our Ladies, and this extreme wake-up call uh, has made a difference and made a difference in Father Shire's life and his priesthood. As I said, he just recently died, but I wanted to share some of this with you. Uh, moreover, he wanted to make a difference in other people's lives, and he went uh, to EWTN, and, and Mother had him on. Um, in terms of this near-death experience, uh, he said, I cautiously treat these experiences as a good thing, but not as a major argument for life after death and our beliefs for uh, in resurrection. The big thing is Jesus' victory over death. Um, and that was from a uh, professor of systematic theology. But l- let me let me share with you some of what um, Father Shire said. This is, um, I think, 2015. Um Let me go back. Okay, so they asked him the question, did your, did your judgment experience transform your life? And Father Shire said, it's changed my priesthood. More than anything else, I am very conscious of the pilgrimage here on earth. This period we have is a test, and time is so relative here compared to eternity. So much depends on my time here. And then they asked him, what important things did you uh, learn? And he said, it wasn't any question of belief in the tenets of the church, but now to me, heaven and the saints are not merely things on paper or in the books I read or at services. They are real. I believe with the, uh, the head and the heart. A lot of our priorities are mixed up. Father Shire said, my priority should have been to save my soul and others. What a priest should do investing in his future not investing in happiness here on earth. I'm sorry, investing in that future, not investing in happiness here on earth. If we run from the cross, there is a bigger one awaiting us, Father Shire said. We have a heavenly mother. Since then, she's been everything. Any one of us in the same stead would suffer the same consequences and experience the divine mercy of our Lord Jesus I experienced. His mother is the one who interceded for me. And then they asked him, any other reasons you were allowed to live? Father Shire said, my mission is to let you know that hell exists and we as priests are liable to it. But also, his divine mercy exists. His love outweighs justice, Father Shire said. And then the the interviewer said, but mention of hell and sin are so unpopular today. And Father Shire responded by saying, these are things that have to be talked about because they are real and are probably the most important things we can talk about. He said, I remember years ago visiting Cardinal William Baum in Rome, and he said, you have a problem in the United States. People are not going to confession anymore. And Father Shire said, people don't think they sin anymore. There are no longer lines for the confessional. Sometimes a priest sits for an hour without hearing one confession. And strange to me, Father Shire said, strange to me, everybody goes to communion on Sundays and nobody goes to confession. Father Shire said, I see communion being a matter of routine. No thinking about who we are receiving. The idea of the real presence is less and less in the minds of Catholics. This is 2015 from Father Stephen Shire. 
And then the interviewer said, we are depending more on science than religion. He said, when you once gave talks around the country, what did you see happening then and now? And Father Shire's response was, the church, as I saw it, was changing. I'm seeing a remnant that is holding on to the traditions and to the doctrines of the church, and the church is growing less in numbers. Things are not relevant as they used to be, such as confession, devotions, novenas, holy hours, benediction, perpetual adoration, and prayers for souls in purgatory. If scheduling is not convenient, Father Shire said, people are not coming to any rights we have. Sports are taking over as precedence to religious activities. He said, people are following their consciences, and their consciences are not being directed by the church in grave matters. Father Shire said, I'm finding people do not want any constructive advice today. Remember, remember the book, I'm Okay, You're Okay? We've taken that to the nth degree. I'm okay, and you're here to please me and affirm anything I say or want. Whatever I do or say is okay because I'm a good person. And the interviewer asked, do you find not shying away from telling people the truth is unpopular? And Father Shire said, right now, to tell the truth is to pay a consequence. The consequence being we're not going to be liked, and we're going to be talked about and avoided. That's martyrdom in a way, Father Shire said, unbloody martyrdom. But we're all called to be martyrs. We can be and will be if we stand up for the truth, even to the point other people are going to ridicule us for it. He never promised, promised us we would be popular being his followers, Father Shire said. He only promised us crosses, but the crosses are bearable because he is there and because his Blessed Mother is there to lighten them. And then... Uh, the interviewer said, crosses are, are also unpopular to talk about. And Father Shire said, I'm still very much afraid of crosses. Oftentimes we avoid crosses, but our Blessed Mother and our Lord have said crosses are like jewels, ways for us to get to heaven. The cross is the only way to get to heaven, our Lord said. And Father Shire said, when I look up at, uh, at the crosses, I look at, other, uh, at the uh, three on Calvary. The Blessed Mother said we can choose one of them. Remember the bad thief who cursed his suffering, and the good thief, Dismas, which do we choose? It's only in suffering we come to know religious values. Proof is people who spend time in the hospital. Their suffering seems to bring them to their knees. And Father Shire said, I think that's what God is trying to do to us now. Now, this is five years ago, but think about today, right? Um... This is what God is trying to do to us now, to the point where we fall on our knees and stay there. Then he mentioned the Twin Towers. They were a wake-up call. We didn't heed it. At Akita, the Blessed Mother said that she could not hold back her son's arm anymore. And then the interviewer asked the question, um, Sorry, do you propose that we have a healthy fear about all of this? And Father Shire uh, said, I don't think we're conscious of the fruits of the sacrament of confession, but this is the role of the Holy Spirit, making us soldiers of Christ, being unafraid, giving witness of the truth of the Catholic Church, and we become devoid of fear 
by our devotion and prayer to the Holy Spirit. And um, just, it's a long interview, so I want to make sure I get everything in here that I can. Um, well, and then he was asked, what major insight did you get about the Trinity and our Blessed Mother? He said, one thing I've learned is the beautiful truth. The Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, none of them, not me, can say no to her. They cannot. They will, they will not. It's impossible. St. Bernard said the same thing. Even here on earth, Jesus could not say no to her, and that's because his will and her will are one. Isn't that some, uh, somebody we want on our side? So he had obviously had a, a great love for our Blessed Mother because it was in his own experience, it was she who held back her son's hand from honoring this priest's request to spend eternity in hell. And this applies to all of us, my friend. You know, we have a lot of time to think, don't we, now? Uh, especially if you turn off the dag-blasted TV. <laughs> turn it off, and all of a sudden you realize, hey, there's, I don't have to go to work. I'm here. And maybe some of you are working from home. I go to work. See, I, I, my, my, my life has not changed. I'm still doing what I did uh, even before all this began. I still have my routine. But for so many of us, Cheryl included, Cheryl lost her job. There has been furloughed, whatever, whatever they're calling it from the parish. Um, so she's trying to, you know, has to kind of scamp around a little bit, find something to do. Um, but my, my routine has not changed, but, but, you know, for a lot of people, you're home from work, you've been asked to, to, to shut her in, to self-isolate, to be socially distant and you're in your home and it can either be a negative or a positive. We can curse the situation or we can say, Hey, this is pretty neat. I'm here in my domestic church and I'm here with the people that I love, and we can make this a very, very special uh, opportunity for us um, and, and make our place, our home, a, a true place of prayer and love, uh, you know, and, and do a lot of thinking. We're doing a lot of thinking now about, you know, what's, what's going to happen. Nobody really knows. I think we, we would like to think we know. But nobody knows. I, you know, one of the things that, that I think one of the scare tactics they're using now some of these people are, are saying, well, you know, there are so many asymptomatic people out there, you might have it and you don't even know it, so stay inside. If you feel great, you don't have any problems, it's just, it's just so confusing. But I, th I think a lot of this is coming now. The devil's really playing it up, you know, and we have to be, be very careful. So stay close to the Lord. Um, stay off of social media as much as possible. Don't start reading and, and taking as... Uh, gospel truth or fact, a lot of these articles that are being passed around about all kinds of theories, you know, just stick with the truth. The truth will set you free. And the truth, you know, Jesus' name is truth. I am the way. I am the truth, he said. So, you know, take the time from, from worrying about the future, because it's not going to change anything, and spend the time you have now in your domestic church building up your, your hope, your faith, your courage, uh, your trust in the Lord. And you'll have nothing to fear. Nothing to fear. It reminds me of the, the Y2K. Remember that so many, uh, 20 years ago, people were, were running off to, 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 find, to live in caves because they were so afraid of what was going to happen. And we have nothing to fear. We have, if we have Jesus, there's nothing to fear. Here's a story. Again, God rest his soul. Father Stephen Shire just recently passed away. 
uh, lived the the past 25 years after that that horrific car accident and facing the judgment of hell being uh, spared through the intercession of blessed mother and spent the rest of his life telling people look hell is real but we we have we have in this world in this life opportunity we have opportunity to to live to love to be a true disciple of Jesus Christ, to live our faith, uh, to to acknowledge our sinfulness, uh, to live according to the way the church teaches us to live. You know, not according to the way the world wants us to live. The world's way will certainly send us on a path to perdition. The church's way sends us on a path of salvation through Christ to spend eternity in heaven with him forever. And that's the path we want. That's the road we want to take. Well, right now we're we're kind of you know in our little little our own little special place that the Lord has placed us and allowed us to be. We have to take this opportunity and build on it. Okay, I gotta go. I got and, and that thing keeps skipping. You know we're, we're we don't know why that's happening, but it does. Hear that? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> the old days, you'd, you'd kick the turntable, right? Okay, have a great day. I'll be back tomorrow, God willing. God bless you. God love you. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Rest in me.